this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It's wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Well, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on which time you're, you're watching us online. Welcome. My name is Leah Broomfield. And this summer, what we're going to do is we're kicking off a new series called Barbecue, or Big Bold Questions. And the question that I have decided to take on today to teach to you is, what in the world am I doing here? Or what in the heck am I doing here? Or you could add any other adjective that you would want in there. But I think this is a main question that we've been asking down through the ages. At least I know that I asked that question growing up and I'm still asking the question some days, although I feel like I'm getting a clearer answer. So I wanna, I wanna share with you, I feel like in some ways, Many of us are asking an identity question of who am I or why am I alive or what is my real purpose? Why am I on planet Earth, basically? So when I grew up here in Paris, Ontario, uh, it was a very small town at the time. There was only about 7,000 people and it was very monocultural. It was very white. And I can remember there being only one Asian in my entire high school at the time. And over the past 30 years, I've been traveling around the world, and I've had the opportunity to go to 50 different countries or more. And it's in that that I've realized that I love different cultures, and I love people, and I love learning from different ethnic groups. And I think one of the things that we think um, when we're growing up is, well, you know, I'm the best because... I'm a woman, or I'm the best because I'm white, or I'm the best because fill in the blank. And I've learned over the years that if you think about our world today, many of the world wars that happen, or many of the different conflicts, or even many of the different discriminations that go on are because usually an individual, or a group of people, or even a nation, think, oh, we're the best, or I'm the best, or I'm better than you. And you can really even drop it down, and really what we're saying is, I have more value than you. And so over the years, I've just loved that, especially coming back to Paris now and seeing that we're growing. And I know that's quite painful when you're, you're a small town and we might become eventually a city. But what I'm loving about coming home is that I'm noticing that we have different ethnic groups here. And I love that because the diversity is, is incredible. And I know that I've been able to learn, and so I'm excited to, to learn from all of these you new people in our community. So what I want us to do is I want to jump into scripture today, and I want to start in Genesis chapter 1. Because it's there that God is the one that tells us what in the heck we're doing here. And so... Um, let me just kind of get you into the biblical narrative a little bit. So the story begins where, where God is, and he always has been, and he's there. And he begins to create, and so he's creating. So he first he speaks, and he's, he creates, and he says, let there be light. And from there, he begins to create the sky, and he's you know taking the, the, the waters from below and beneath, and dry ground appears, and he begins to... And you can just visualize it with me. He begins to create the vegetation and one thing after the next, one day after the next. And eventually he gets to birds and he creates not just one bird, but he, he creates 
millions of different kinds of birds. Why? Because he loves diversity. And the same with the fish. It's not just one fish. It's a, a, like a million different kinds of fish. And we're still discovering fish and new kinds of fish today. And we, he gets to the point where he goes, I want to create man and woman in my image and in my likeness. And so this is where I want to start. So I have a, a few points that I would love to draw out. And so let me just start by reading Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. So here we go. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over livestock and all of the wild animals, and over all of the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Wow. So when I first looked at this, I was thinking, okay, what in the heck am I doing here? Well, first of all, he tells us that he's created us in his image and in his likeness. And so that's both male and female, okay? So that's the first point, is that we're made in his image. The second point is that they were created, we were created, to rule over certain things. So the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the, the animals, you know, uh, to subdue the earth. What does subdue mean? It subdue means to conquer it. Subdue means to work with it and bring it under control. And this is what, why we're alive. Okay, so first of all, notice that we're both created in his image and in his likeness. Okay, so this is what it means to me. He doesn't say man shall rule over woman or woman shall rule over man. He says, you're both created in my image. Therefore, we both have value and we both have the same equality. Isn't that fascinating? So... If we begin to rule over one another, then that's called slavery. And so this is why I'm like, I started going, whoa. And so if you look at our world today, like I've traveled around so much and you see so many women that are discriminated against, you know, men thinking, well, I'm better. And then women rise up and it becomes the other way around, like, no, women's rights. And, and I, I'm just going, no, right there from the very beginning, he's saying, you are both created in my image and likeness. So, wow. And then secondly, he says, I want you to go out. I want you to have lots of babies, and I want you to, to take over the world, and I want you to cultivate it, which also means, basically cultivating means that you're preparing the ground for crops. You're getting things ready. You're, you're, you know, cutting your grass, you're getting the, you're like making things look beautiful. Why? Because God is a God of beauty and he loves beauty and we're made in his image. And so I just get so excited when I look at, at Genesis. And so one of the things that I want to talk about as we look at who God is out of Genesis and throughout scripture, but we see who he is as um, creator God. So creator God he is the great scientist, okay? So when we study science at school, we're getting to know who God is in every area of life. We're going, 
oh my gosh, he created the, the ground and we study things about agriculture and he created this and he created that. And this is who we're getting to know is the great scientist. We're getting to know the one that is, uh, the one that basically wants us to be whole and healed because when we are whole and healed, then we don't have to have prevention because he wants us to be preventative and, but he is the one that really gives us the healing that we need. So he likes his laws. He likes his laws. So if you go outside right now and you jump off the roof and uh, you know you're going to hit the ground. Why? Because of the law of gravity. I mean, this is who God is. This is how he created. He is the living word. So he is the one that communicates. He's the one that speaks and things happen. He says, let there be light and there was light. He says, let there be sky and there's sky, you know, and so because we're made in his image and his words are powerful, our words are powerful. That's why we know like if we cut someone down, then it's really hurtful. Or if we bless someone or lift them up, then it's really helpful. It's because our words are powerful. And he is not only the living word and the great communicator and the great scientist, but he is the God of beauty. He is the great artist. He's the one where when you wake up in the morning and you see the sunrise, and you see that, you know, there's a million different colors and it's just the God of beauty. This is who he is. Or a sunrise, I mean a sunset. He is the God of beauty. And it's in, it's in art. Like if we were to go to school, we're studying who God is in the, era, in the laws of aesthetics. So aesthetics, like I'm a musician. And it, you know if you sing a bad note, then you know that you've broken a law. And you can tell when someone's a bad singer. Why? because they're not operating within his laws. And so he is not only the God of beauty, but he's also the God of all wisdom and all knowledge. This is who he is. He is the great teacher. So why do we have education? It's because, again, we're studying everything that he has created. He is the, great, the greatest teacher. When I traveled a lot into Africa, I noticed that a lot of kids couldn't go to school. And so it's God's desire that we all have a chance to have an education. And we go, well, of course, you know, in the Western world, we all get to go to school and it's just normal and this is what you do. But the reason why is because God has a passion and a desire for every kid on planet Earth to become the greatest that they can possibly be in their potential, the greatest that they can possibly be with the giftings that he has given them. And this is why it is important that we go to school. He is the God of mercy and forgiveness. So he would hope that we didn't sin or do bad things, but when we do, he is, because he is the great high priest, he invites us in and he says, I forgive you. So, and if you, if you can't be forgiven in the church, like where else can you be forgiven, right? So I'm just thinking, he, no matter what we have done in life, he invites us in and he says, I love you and I forgive you. Why? Because again, we're made in his image and in his likeness. He's the God of goodness. He, he is the great, you could call him the great economist. <laughs> he's the one that is our provider. And he's the one that again, we work with the laws of agriculture that God has put in place because obviously if we plant a seed, 
in the winter, in the snow, it's not going to produce anything. So it's here that we, we get to understand that if you plant in the spring and you harvest in the fall, then you don't eat all the food right away that you harvest, do you? You usually store it up for the winter. And what happens if you don't store it up for the winter? You're going to starve. And so this is where we get even the, the very foundations for business and economics is, of course, we plan ahead for the future. And if we don't plan ahead for the future, then we end up in poverty. And he's also the father. So again, here he is, Father God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creating us in his image. And it's here that we find unconditional love. So that's why family is important. Because a mother and a father with children are meant to give unconditional love to their kids, as Father God does. And I know it's quite painful for some of us because we might have grown up without a father or a mother or um, maybe you didn't know your father or mother. But that's why it's so wonderful that, again, God calls us to himself because he is a father. And um, I just wanted to point out, too, that he cares about all of us being able to eat every day. He cares about each of us being able to have shelter. So again, when you see places in different parts of the world when people literally don't have food to eat and they literally don't have shelter and they literally do not have like even a job, um, they don't know the God of goodness. The God of goodness is the one that wants to provide. He wants us to have jobs. He wants people to have food. He wants people to have clothing and be able to send our kids to school. And he wants, this is who he is. And so, and last but not least, I want to talk about the God of justice. So he is the king of all kings. And it is here that we see him, I'm thinking about there's so many, so many um, issues in our world today that are justice issues. And why should we care about any of them? Well, for one, we should care because he cares. And for two, it's because the reason why we care is because people matter. It's because all people are created in his image. And so we should care if people are being discriminated. And I was just thinking about what was going on with the indigenous here in Canada with the children. And we should care because they matter, because they have value. And we should care about Black Lives Matter. We should care about All Lives Matter. Because, why? Because God says that we all matter. And so thousands of years and thousands of years of history, people have been exploited. And they've been discriminated against. And I know that this definitely breaks God's heart. Um, and the reason why I know this is because if we continue on in scripture, we can see that God, all throughout scripture, would get angry at people that were uh, exploiting others, uh, people that were discriminating against others, people that were um, you know, constantly putting others down. Because he would, he would be like, no, you need to stop this. And th this is why we have all the prophets in the Bible. A lot of them were saying, Yes, Jesus is coming, but they would also say, you know what, you know what, Jesus is coming, but you need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to stop, you know, uh, you need to pay the person that is worthy of their hire. So if you have a business, you need to pay them what they're worth. Why? Because their time matters. Why? Because their life matters. And so finally, we get to the part of the story where they've been waiting for Jesus to come. And I'm talking about Israel. They've been waiting for Jesus to come. They've been getting in trouble. When they followed in the ways of God, they were blessed. 
when they didn't follow in God's ways, they were cursed. And so they're excited for their Messiah to come. And if you know anything about Israel and the kings, they always had quite powerful kings. So it started off with Saul and then it went to David and it was all about the biggest army and the biggest, you know, uh, whatever. It wasn't guns back then, but, you know, swords. And, and, and Jesus comes on the scene as the greatest king of all time. And he comes in a manger. And so when he comes, he actually grows up as a little boy, like any little boy would. And he would have to learn like we learn. He would have to go to school. They would study the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. He had to grow up, you know, he had to learn um, how to walk like anyone else. But often we see Jesus as this like superhero, but he was also fully human, not just fully God. And so I can identify with him. And so what he does is he comes on the scene and later on, I mean, he, he was in business for a while, you know, he's making things, but later on he starts talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. And I, I want to read a portion of scripture here in Matthew 22, uh, 37 to 39, Jesus is replying to people he's talking to and he goes, Hey, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? Now, I don't know about you, but some days I don't really love myself. I struggle with loving myself. And I started thinking about this, and, and he continues to talk about it, loving your neighbor as yourself. And I'm going, wow, how do I love my neighbor if I really don't love Leah? How do I love my neighbor? Because I can tell you right now, it's really hard. If I don't understand my value in God, if I don't understand that he loves me unconditionally and that I need to love myself, <laughs> then how am I meant to then go, okay, my neighbor has value. My neighbor, I need to love my neighbor because they're valuable. They're made in God's image also, no matter where they're from, no matter how bad they are, God still loves them. And so he brings this really strong message um, that is quite challenging, and I still think it's challenging to us in our day today. So you might ask, well, who is your neighbor? And it depends. It could be your neighbor next door, or it could be the guy down the street, or it could be new people moving into town, or it could be, you know, go on and on, people in Canada. But we all are created with giftings. And so what I want to do is I'm just going to tie in right here at the end. So if you have a job as a teacher or you have a job, say, in sanitation, or you have a job, like, in, it could be anything, you're an artist, or you work at the bank, or you work at the library, or you work at the grocery store, or McDonald's, or do you realize, like, all of these areas, the reason why we are here, why in the heck am I here, is because we are bringing who God is, and we're showing the world who he is. And so what we're doing is cultivating every area that we work. So he sets us off in Genesis 1 with a job, with a mandate. Go do this. Go conquer. Go uh, work your job every day for my glory. Um, shine your light as bright as you can shine it. And the reason why is because this is who he is. So he is the, the great teacher. He is all of these things. And so what we're doing is we're living out exactly how he would live out. So when Jesus was here, this is, who, this is who he was. This is how he lived. 
And so, um, and we each have giftings, of course, um, and we're all have different giftings. And so I just wanted to pull it out where you realize that every morning when you wake up, you go, first of all, I have value. Second of all, why? Because God says, second of all, not only do I have value, but I have something to do today. And what I do matters. And that's what in the heck you're doing here. What you do matters. We, we need food in a grocery store. We um, sometimes need a, a McDonald's drive through although we don't want to eat that every day, do we? Or it will kill us. But we need that sometimes just because we might have had a busy day. Or we need people that can come and cut our grass because we're away. Or do you see that all of this is bringing back order, beauty, and abundance to a world that became fallen after the fall? And we'll get into that at another time. That's a different message. But I wanted to leave us with this one last thought this morning or this evening or this afternoon. Um, the reason why we care about trees or the reason why we care about recycling or the reason why we care about animals is because he does. And not only that, but if you think generationally, like our kids and their kids and their kids, they all have to live here. And so I would hope that we wouldn't be a people that would just consume everything and it's all about me, but we would recognize that it's part of loving my neighbor and that's why I recycle and I love my neighbor and that's why I care about animals and I love my neighbor, that's why I cut my grass and I love my neighbor, that's why maybe I cut their grass. And so I would, my hope and my prayer is that if we understand more of our value and who we really are, that we will understand the value of others. And so here's my last scripture, and I love that it starts out this way. So this is from the message. So it's just an everyday translation of the Bible. So if you don't have one, run out and get the message because it's a, a beautiful description of what God is trying to tell us. So it says in Matthew 5, 13, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt season that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. So I just want to say to you today, let your light shine. Let your gifting shine. Uh, enjoy what you do. Um, and enjoy, enjoy being uh, created in God's image. And let your light shine so that everyone else might see him. All right, so I want you to think about one thing as I'm going to pray. How do you want to love your neighbor differently this week? How can you love your neighbor? So that might be your actual neighbor or someone else down the road or someone else in a different survey than you. How can you love your neighbor this week? So Jesus, thank you that, um, that you came. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you made us in your image and that you gave us value and you gave us a purpose and you gave us life and how exciting it is that we can live this life with you and that we can create with you every day. I pray for my friends out there that are going to jobs that they might not even like. I pray that they would uh, be able to see you in their work and that they would know that you are with them as they work. Why? Because, God, you care about everything because you made it all. And so I just pray that this week uh, we would be mindful to live maybe slightly different, that first of all we would be able to maybe even give ourselves some grace and love ourselves differently this week, but I also pray that we would be able to love others 
maybe in a way that we've never been able to before because we understand more of who we are and who they are. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.